This is the Ether Review, a talk show passing the components of the Ethereum global computing platform and its ecosystem. Building on a basic knowledge of the blockchain, we seek to understand the mechanics behind this new generation computing network and the services it powers. Some of the discussions featured on this show are technical, while some are higher level. Today we're speaking with Roman Mandelale, who is behind the EtherCamp blockchain explorer and the Java implementation of Ethereum. So I'm Roman, I, I'm developer for a long, long time, like almost 16 years, 16, 17 years, uh, in all kinds of uh, companies. Uh, I was doing C++, Java, uh, network uh, stuff, telecom stuff, and uh, all kinds of stuff of programming. And uh, I was looking for subject that that's going, I'm going to be very, really excited to develop. And uh, this Bitcoin wall just started from nowhere with Satoshi. Uh, but back then in 2011, I was sure it will take much more time for this to be like really, uh, really large scale and really uh, popular. Uh, but it took much less time than I expected. And in 2000, end of 2013, uh, Bitcoin was uh, on all the news and everybody was talking about Bitcoin and I was starting to see how I can uh, build something around uh, Bitcoin. So back then, uh, the first question that was in the air between uh, between the technical guys was what, what is the next big thing? Because it's pretty much clear if you can do a currency, a money in the centralized way and keep it out of uh, central banks and guys that want to manipulate this so in the same way we can protect us in the other uh, value-oriented uh, value-oriented domains for example we can do insurance we can do equity we can do uh, contracts between people escrow and all kind of stuff that it's very popular today to build around ethereum so uh, we was looking how to do this also uh, on blockchains and first ideas was around coding this inside the blockchain, inside the blockchain of Bitcoin. And this is the efforts like ColorCoin and MasterCoin was around. And I tried to follow up uh, after this, uh, after this ideas and projects. Uh, but pretty much uh, soon uh, we find, we found out that we need a new blockchain and we need, we, we need a new protocol. Uh, we need to study from Bitcoin world, all the, all the goods and all the bads. Uh, but we but we need to move uh, for for something fresh and to design it correctly uh, to support all these requirements that was uh, that were kicking from the from the field and uh, I, I wasn't the first one to get to this uh, conclusion Vitalik was before me the inventor an inventor of ethereum and uh, i I was trying to join him and actually to make the story of this uh, start short i ended up implementing the ethereum on java uh, language which is uh, uh, which is my experience yeah so this is like a very big overview of my start with ethereum so did you implement ethereum in java prior to joining the ethereum team uh, well uh, i started to work on this in very uh, very quiet way I didn't want to, you know, to try to ask to be paid or something like this before. It was 
way before there was a sale and either get some fund, funding. So I, I just wanted to study the technology and study what they're doing. And my way to study just to develop this. Because back then when people started to develop, nobody has time to to put down a documentation or explain something. So I was just studying by, by, by code from C++ or from Go, sometimes asking questions from the guys who work in the developing because it's all, it's all open source and, uh, and people are uh, happy to share information uh, if you ask nicely. So uh, this was my way to start development and uh, uh, I, I think I, I, I did the right decision back then. So when did you find yourself an active employee of the Ethereum Foundation? Is, is that, uh, are, you, are you an active employee of the, theory, of the Ethereum Foundation right now? No, actually I never was an active employee of Ethereum Foundation. I was uh, always a satellite company of myself and they, I, uh, some guys joined me and we, Ether, we, we, we formed a company called myself Ethercam. Uh, we have several projects uh, that we developing around Ethereum. One of them is a block explorer. Everybody, it's it's online. It's uh, the most popular block explorer in the Ethereum network now. Uh, everybody can go to frontier.ether.camp and uh, check it out. It gives you a lot of information about contracts, how people develop them, what they code inside these uh, contracts, and uh, how they use it. So this is one of our projects. And uh, other projects are basically uh, development tools that are there to help us, to help developers around the world, uh, first of all, study how to work with Ethereum, how to develop on top of Ethereum, and uh, also uh, to collaborate with each other and uh, share ideas, share code. This is what we do. Not, not everything is public, but uh, uh, we, we, we're trying to participate in a couple of hackathons that are uh, that people are doing around Ethereum and uh, and try our tools uh, in, in, in closed communities but we, we are going to release uh, very soon a lot of uh, useful stuff very public yeah cool uh, can you give us a can you give us a, a heads up of what kind of technologies you're interested you're looking to release well Ethereum is not just a blockchain. Ethereum is a, a programming language developed by foundation, by C++ given a team. And uh, this language and this uh, blockchain introduced basically a new paradigm in programmer life because nobody yet done a programming language which is also transactional, transactional a well-defined, Turing-complete, blockchain-supported, crypto-validated language. Nobody did it. And I'm sorry for all these buzzwords, but it's actually uh, correct. It's very, very new. Uh, it's very, it, it is a shift in our programmer's life, and it's hard to uh, show it to users. So we did a lot of study how to make developer life easier, and we called it very, very nice IDE. Uh, that help you uh, to go all, through all these processes, to debug your contract, to to code it, and then to deploy it to the real uh, blockchain. And uh, th this is what we're going to release. 
it's it's better to show it and to talk about this. But unfortunately, <laughs> I, I I cannot I cannot do this in this format. When uh, when we talk about a new paradigm, uh, like like you just mentioned. It seems like there's going to be this uh, this barrier to entry for people who are familiar with the existing paradigm for learning these new tricks and learning to use these new tools. And further, furthermore, it seems like it's going to be difficult for people who are no, not familiar with the current paradigm to find the resources, you know, the uh, the educational resources to um, to start out developing with this new with with these new technologies. Do you have any way of addressing those concerns for people who might um, who might raise them? Well, this is our holy mission, basically, because the barriers are there. Uh, we, we are aware of them. And basically what we're doing is to, to make this barrier lower and lower so it will be uh, much easier to, to develop this kind of application. And uh, uh, it's not mine, but a friend of mine just uh, mentioned that uh, if you remember web servers when they started, it was very, very hard to understand how the hell to, to, to develop web application and to deploy it to the open uh, www and somehow people going there with explorers and get some info. It was really hard. I remember myself spending time to set a web server and today you're doing just by click and sometimes by voice. <laughs> just don't <laughs> need to say this. So it, it becomes really easy and took time. And uh, we're trying to, to study how people uh, want to work with this. And we code the tools to really help them, to really make all these uh, tools very intuitive. Uh, because uh, the tools are really just tools for the subject. And the subject is to build uh, blockchain-oriented solutions. Right? So we want people to concentrate on the product they want to deliver and not on the technical uh, obstacles. And this is the way we, we build in the tools. Moving to moving towards something that you mentioned earlier about representing value on a blockchain, uh, other than just a currency, could you um, could you explain what value you specifically are referring to, and um, how those how that value could be represented in ways that are potentially new to Ethereum that we haven't already seen from the altcoin space? Right. So this is a very good question. This is actually a key question to all Ethereum world. Uh, because value is an abstract term, right? Value is not a concrete. And what is the concrete representation of value? Uh, the concrete representation is something that people want to achieve. For example, equity. For example, a contract for department. For example, employee contract, right? All these are represent value for some people. So, what's the problem to connect all these values to the old systems, to the database systems, what we have on the internet? The problem is that you need kind of trust uh, from the administrator of the websites. You need to trust them, that they manage everything accurately, that nobody will hack them, that they, uh, uh, that they save your data and they are responsible for your data and they are not going to give it to anybody else. They are not going to change it. Like, for example, if you have equity, if the website says that you have, I don't know, 10% equity in some company, so the, the administrator is not going to change it to 5% and low you. So blockchain technology uh, make all this, first of all, transparent. 
so everybody sees what's going on. So if a value from 10% changes to 5%, everybody see that it happens online immediately. It's a, it's a, a, a transparent transaction that everybody can see. And the second uh, is that uh, the second uh, idea around this that the value can be changed only by predefined rules. So nobody can change the rules after the game started, right? So this is the idea in Bitcoin, right? If you have uh, five bitcoins, nobody can come and change it secretly to three bitcoins, right? Uh, so the same in Ethereum. If you have some uh, place in the contract that says you have ten percent. And you can change it only by buying some, uh, by buying some more or selling some. So nobody can change it just by, because he wanted. And uh, this is this is the idea. This is the two key 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 ideas. One that everything is transparent. The second is that the rules are predefined and set. I I, I hope it's very. I I I have to tell you it it is very deep and uh, well-discussed topic. It's a general topic around blockchains. So I, I guess I will not renew something to, to you or your listeners, right? Well, it's it's funny because it's a question that obviously it gets rolled over again and again and again, and it's very well-trodden ter- trodden territory. But when you speak to people, people explain it in different ways and um, and often open up just like slightly different uh, slightly different avenues there. So that leads to the question, if Ethereum is successful in its ambitions of building a decentralized internet and value exchange network, and we actually see that adopted by large groups of, uh, large groups of mm-hmm. users, um, right. what will be the observable paradigm shift in, uh, in the real world, so to speak? Mm-hmm. Um. Let me put down this question because I want to to comment on something that you 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 just said. Uh, so uh, I, I just want to 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 talk about this uh, idea that people see it differently, and this is correct because people has a different philosophy, and uh, people has a different set of values, and not everybody like freedom. Some pre- some people think that freedom is uh, threatening him them, and uh, it's dangerous. So this is why some people think that blockchains are uh, evil, right? So this is one example, maybe a very, very edge example, but uh, but it's one uh, one example why why people talk differently about blockchains because basically it it touch our very very basic philosophy about life because value is something that we everybody use in in this on that way, right? So this is also a big big subject, but I really wanted to comment about this because I, I try to spend a lot of time thinking about this. And now to your question about a future uh, paradigm shift. Uh, I'm a big believer in this technology. I, I really believe that it's going to change all the finance institutions, all the insurance institutions. If you, I, I don't know if people usually put them inside finance, but they kind of uh, similar to finance insurance institution. Uh, but it's just starting, and uh, I think uh, stuff like reputation, reputation on the internet, uh, like even uh, I know before before Facebook uh, points that you get on the internet, uh, this was just boring, right? Nobody was really using them. But today, uh, how much friends you have on Facebook, it kind of give you some uh, value, 
right? Uh, how much uh, points you have on a stack overflow, people respect you more as a developer. And uh, these kind of examples, uh, so what I'm trying to say that these numbers, these points, represent the real value that defines you as a person, define your career, can, can really change your life. And, and you really work hard sometimes to get these points. And uh, I think all these kind of systems eventually, and people already starting to work on them this way, all these kind of systems are going to be managed on blockchain. I, I, I hope it's going to be on Ethereum, version 2 or version 3 or I don't know what. Uh, but maybe some some uh, competitor, uh, competitive technology will come in and maybe other blockchain. But it's going to be on blockchain. It's it's for sure. I, I believe uh, it's it's the same way like people was talking about web 20 years ago. There there was a discussion if it's going to be if it's going to take over or it's going to die. And I believe that people who who was debating that it's going to take over won this discussion. So I think the same is going to be about blockchain. The question is how much time it's going to take. This is the only question that's there now. Could you describe how you feel uh, we might see various reputation metrics um, encoded into a blockchain and also how you, f- how you see that potentially changing uh, the way we do business online and potentially offline as well? Well, uh, reputation is also very abstract term. There are concrete, concrete representative of reputation. For example, if you take a loan for uh, I don't know uh, uh, one $1,000 and you need to return it after one month, and you you actually do your agreement and you return this money, so you are more trustable person now because you have some history of doing good business, right? Uh, so if you did it for $1,000 is, is one thing. If you did it with $10 million, it's another thing, right? So, and if, if you, if you also return some interest and you're, uh, the guy who, who gave you the money, uh, got some, uh, benefit from this. So, uh, your reputation is even higher, right? So all these points should be saved in some place and should be available for any, anybody that want to make a business with you, right? So this is one and very common representation of reputation, but not the only one. Uh, because if you're answering technical questions on technical website, right? So, and you're answering a lot of these questions, so you may be a valuable person about these subjects and people want to talk with you and we, we see it already. Uh, I think the only change is that it's going to be much more widely adapted. like. I'm using Airbnb a lot. I'm traveling a lot around the world. And uh, I get very good reputation uh, by using uh, other people's apartment. And this helped me to, to get better deals each time because I have this reputation of being a good uh, customer of, of, the, of people's uh, uh, hosting me. So uh, I, I can come with more, more examples, but uh, they are very concrete. And I believe people will find much more stuff that we are not uh, really thinking about this. A, a good example, I think, journalism, uh, because journalism is a very open, uh, uh, very open uh, profession, and everybody can uh, open a blog, and every can, uh, everybody can comment on uh, different subjects, but uh, we really want to get information from people, from journalists, that really understand the subject. So, we, with the time, we need to find out very reliable and uh, 
valuable information, if you, uh, if I can say again, value, a very valuable information that we can uh, make a decision according to this information. So I believe in, in journalism and blogging. Uh, reputation is going also to take very, very major part. I hope it answered. It's also a deep, deep, deep question. You're asking a very good question. And we, we can talk <laughs> a lot of time about each of them, I believe so. Well, it's interesting that you do, um, that you're careful with the word value because it seems that, in a sense, reputate, value itself is highly subjective and so is the, the reputation that we ascribe to various individuals. And, uh, and I think it's interesting that you see block uh, the blockchain as a uh, as a way of i guess independently managing these highly subject uh, let me rephrase that objectively managing these highly subjective things well uh, objective and subject uh, different between objective and subjective it's very a uh, different issue to discuss i'll try to answer it this this way a blockchain, it's a technology that keeps you out of cheating, so nobody can cheat, or at least it's much more harder than today. Uh, and in this way, uh, all these numbers, and eventually it's in computers, so it's numbers, uh, are much more trustable. And because they are trustable, uh, because they are trustable, they gain much, much more value in eyes of more and more people, and uh, if I may, it kind of give you direction to starting to discuss objective and subjective uh, uh, differences. It's all about uh, representing this term, these points, in the not cheatable way. This is how it becomes valuable for people. What is the value yeah. eventually? How how you understand the term value? If I may ask you, value itself is this weird thing that people. If you try to understand it, you wind up in this weird kind of feedback loop where, you know, we, people value money because other people value money, or I value a Bitcoin because, well, I know value a Bitcoin has value because I value it. I mean, there's there's the proof right there. And yet that's, that's self-referential. It's not something that can stand on its own against a logical argument. And yet we actually see it in the real world. And that's kind of the, I think Ethereum is is actually the the platform that is exploring these ideas most thoroughly and uh, and in the newest ways. Right. But by the way, this debate of uh, value of Bitcoin, it's very much uh, 2012. <laughs> so people people will, will blame us of not being uh, up to date. So I, I will not comment on this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. But but it's it, it's much simpler now because if you can uh, take your Bitcoins and 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 buy a flight ticket, so it's not a money anymore. It's something that you need. It's transportation. You move from point A to point B, and uh, it's much more understandable today. And you you actually can do it on on legitimate way, website, just popular website. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the uh, that's been the roadmap to success. And I suppose, like you said, you were expecting this to be. Um, you're ex you didn't expect the Bitcoin project to achieve such rapid success, and I don't right. think anyone did. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> I, I I could be much richer today. Yeah, yeah. Uh, look, you and me both, and pretty much everyone listening, I'm sure. 
my barring a very a very few lucky few. Um, <laughs> no, well, I, I, good, I, though, I, you know you know something. I will tell you something very frankly. When I found Bitcoin, I was very curious about how it works inside as a technologist. So I really studied it from inside. I used a Bitcoin J by Mike Hearn to study because I'm a Java developer. So I studied the technology and people was asking me, like, should we buy and are you buying this? And I told them, boy, guys, it's it's very young technology. It's the future, but it takes so much time. So I didn't buy nothing. And people that was asking me also didn't buy so they are <laughs> they don't like me too much now so maybe maybe i'm not a good advisor about uh, you know your investment but uh, but the technology i studied back then really helped me later <laughs> well, well i mean yeah that's i think everyone's in a pretty similar boat right now um so what's your favorite i guess for a final question and i may as well um because i've got pretty much everything that i really wanted to cover um what is your favorite Ethereum project right now? What's your favorite Ethereum depth that you see being developed? And um, what's your experience been working with uh, with other people on the Ethereum project? Well, I'll be honest, I think it's unfair to mention one project. I really know a lot of people starting project. And if I will talk about one of them, uh, it's going to be unfair. Uh, I think uh, People should start carefully watch after Ethereum and see these projects popping out and uh, they they marketing themselves very well also. Uh, again, I will say it's all about value in different ways, all about reputations in different different ways. But uh, but I, I will not mention one project. Uh, but we, we see more and more of them and much more professional, much more well uh, designed and, and put it uh, put out there. And what was the second question? Uh, the second question was, um, how have you found the experience of working with uh, with the Ethereum community? Oh, oh, this is a very good question. It's 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 very dramatic. <laughs> yeah, it's very very dramatic. I, I will not say it's always fun because it's very hard. Everybody ambitions. Everybody wants to to get a success. It's a very competitive uh, place. But uh, it's not boring. It's never boring. It's very, very interesting. I, 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 I had a chance to meet a lot of intelligent, smart people and uh, found a lot of friends for life, like people that I really enjoy to speak with them and share ideas. Uh, it's not easy, but it's very, very dramatic. <laughs> that's uh, that's a that's a new uh, a new response. I've definitely never had, had anyone point that out. Really, thank you. I, I really, I really want to see what you're going to make out of this. Fantastic. Thank you very much, Roman. I'll uh, chat to you later. Yeah, thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks, Roman. Show notes, credits, and links can be found on Twitter at EtherReview. We can also be reached at contact at etherreview.info.